Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. Oh, you're very welcome back to Down to Business, coming to you live uh, from the connected hubs here in the Atlantic Technological University, iHub, right here in Castle Bar. We're having a wonderful time, and it's all thanks uh, to Mayo County Council. But one of the people who uses these connected hubs is uh, in Mayo is a cookbook author, Sarah Butler. Uh, she's also uh, a huge star on Instagram. And we usually book our guests based on the goodies they bring. And uh, as Anton Savage said earlier, how come Bobby gets all the nice food? But Sarah Butler has arrived and she's arrived adorned with what looks like a lemon drizzle cake that I'm salivating over here. <laughs> Welcome, Sarah Butler. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Now, tell us you about you and your story. You were originally a graphic designer. Yes. Uh, yeah. Tell us all about that first, and then we'll get to the food piece. I was uh, hmm. 16 years graphic design, doing signage, vehicle graphics. Then kids came along, so I went a little bit more into the wedding stationery. It's a bit less physical. You're not yeah. throwing big boards over your head and pop-up stands like you have there behind you. Um so I specialised in that and that went really well. So that was my my main project was wedding stationery, which was going great, winning lots of awards. And then COVID came and the weddings were cancelled. And can I ask you this, Sarah, were you self-employed yes. for all these years? Yeah, you were. So you're, you're no stranger to working for yourself. No, 19 years and, this year now. Yeah, and paying the bills Absolutely. and uh, promoting yourself and doing whatever it needs. That's it. That's it. So, so COVID hit, weddings went, you had to reinvent yourself. So... How did the sort of transition to, into food happen? I always loved to cook. <laughs> I came from a fairly foodie background, but my parents are great cooks and bakers, grew up, we had a bed and breakfast. So it was always food. We talk about what was for dinner at lunchtime. And Your father was a fourth generation butcher. Butcher, yes. So, so yeah, uh, it, it was there um, <laughs> always. But I always <clears throat> thought that people knew how to cook. Everybody knew how to cook. I assumed they did, but they didn't. So it was great for me. And I started to share a couple of things on my Instagram, my wedding stationery page, actually, because everybody was at home in lockdown. So you have your captive audience there. I had shared a dessert to lemon meringue and everyone said, will you show us how to make it? And that right. was my first video. And from there, it just <clears throat> uh, went and sharing tips and tricks and normal, wholesome food and how to thicken a sauce, how to make your own sauce sauce and not to be buying packets and jars and how to make a pound of mince feed eight people sustainability reducing your food waste and then brands got on board and wanted to work with me I do a lot of work with Super Value Ireland Gem kind of gold brand ambassador so as I call it it's the granny food that I do the, the lovely yummy food comfort food comfort which food. we all love yes, and which adore. is my third cookbook's name is comfort so, food so did it start with sort of YouTube Instagram then morph. Then when, when did you? How how long into the process did you write the first book? Um, first book was the first year. Right. After the first year, it was all on Instagram, and um, it was originally my wedding stationery page. So then we changed the name to Sarah Butler, and I got to ten thousand. Then I got hacked, lost the page, had to go again. Let's just pause on that yeah. for a second because <laughs> if Instagram is your you know, if it's your, your revenue model, if it's how you get paid and you have 10,000 followers on a Monday and you've none on Tuesday, yeah. that sounds like a disaster. That was a disaster, a big disaster. But the people are great. 
people are great. <clears throat> everyone got behind me. And again, we were in lockdown and it was like watching an All-Ireland final because everyone logging in, oh, she's at 5,000, she's at 6,000. Within 24 hours, I was nearly at 20,000, I think. No way. 19 so you half. doubled your Instagram. I doubled my followers and then it just blew up. Wow. There, I'm nearly 160,000 now. Four years later, three cookbooks, um, working with amazing brands. So it's been great. Tell me about, again, uh, I'm, I'm often fascinated really by people who can actually manage to make a living out of Instagram. So in terms of the commercial piece, there's obviously the sponsorship. You mentioned some of the brands you work with there. It, it, do you have to think a lot about how do I get paid for this? Because it's very easy to do stuff and actually not get remunerated for. Absolutely. You could be a busy fool, yeah. plug, plug in every shop in the country. <laughs> but uh, it's a business, Bobby. And my business is my books and my cookbooks and my cookery courses. So because I have that as my bread and butter, right. I'm able to pick and choose who I work with, which is a great position to be in. Yeah. You know, I say I say no more than I say yes, because I do promote good, wholesome food, home cooking. So, you know, if a brand comes on that I'm, you know, they might have a lot of sugar in their sauces or whatever it may be, and I'm trying to teach people how to make their own sauces at home, it just doesn't marry up with my content. So, you know, I do say no to a lot. So you have to be real, you have to be credible, Mm. and you don't want to be associated with anything that isn't you. That's it. You can't be contradicting yourself just for the sake of a few quid. But I'm very lucky that I have my books and my brand that that allows me to do it because I don't know how long it would last if you didn't have your own business beside. Yeah, so Instagram then is almost the springboard for the sale of the books, uh, the advertorial for the cooking classes or whatever. Mm -hmm. So so would you, if you look down the, the tracks then and you look to the future... Would you like to wean yourself off Instagram? Uh, or, or? It's always good to have your fingers in a few pies, as yeah. you know. You know, you can't be dependent on, yeah. on one area. So that's um, that's why I'm, you know, working on my YouTube, um, trying to get a little bit more out there. Um, I have a 10-minute slot with Andrea Gilligan with yourselves and News Talk on a Monday, which was a fantastic one to get. So, yeah, of course, you cannot depend on one social stream. You know, you have to move on to TikTok. That's, say, there's that's the next big thing with that the videos get shorter and shorter the attention span is less and less which is very difficult when you're trying to teach somebody how to make a dinner so it's trickier in my game with food the original video I did I think it was six and a half minutes and now they need to be 25 seconds you're losing people at eight seconds so yeah yeah tell us as well Sarah about how you use the hubs yes and and like to me this is a lovely I suppose halfway house effectively from either working from home or going to an office. You've got the flexibility that, you know, you can turn it on and off as it suits you. But there's also a community here, isn't there? Absolutely. I I have been in both situations. When I was doing the signage and the graphics, I had my office with my big machines and my big bank loans and my big rates and my big rent. So I know what that's like. So to be able to come in here, my work now is, is from my kitchen with my family around me. So there's days that I just need to get out of the house. What I get done here in three hours, I could be two days trying to do at home. So it just sets you up a bit better. You get that headspace and you don't have those 
bills hanging over you. And that always makes your work a little bit easier because those bills and all those worries as a self-employed person, they put pressure on you to get the work out, get the work out to pay the bills. Whereas when you don't have them, you can relax and enjoy the work yeah. and then your work gets better. And as you said, Bobby, the community, you know, you'll come in, you'll meet different people in different walks of life, do, do different businesses and they'll always have a tip. You'll always leave with a little bit of, oh, I never knew that. I must check that out. Yeah. Or, you know, I, I have a problem here and I'm not really sure how to go around it. There'll always be somebody there. Yeah, I know somebody who can help you. So that's the great social side of it as well. Finally, can I ask you, Sarah, are you, were you surprised that Castlebar was named the best place to live and work in Ireland not, in the last week. Not in the slightest. It's the place to Why be. Why weren't you surprised? Everyone needs to come <laughs> west. <laughs> All right, well, look, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. You too. Uh, good luck on the show with Andrea. Thank She's you She's so a good much. friend of ours. And uh, keep doing what you're doing. Good luck with the sure books. Will. Thank you so And uh, thanks for joining us today. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.